Welcome to the Porn Free Shame Free Podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Hey, welcome back to the Porn Free Shame Free Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Proctor. I'm just excited to be with you guys today. Um, Once again, we're talking about biblical purpose for sex, and if you have a a history where pornography or sexual sin is a part of your past, then what I would tell you is that just your view of sex and sexuality can definitely be distorted, um, especially if there's any sort of abuse in that background. And so uh, today's podcast, as we talk about God's intended purpose for pleasure and God's intended purpose for producing a godly heritage, if you have abuse in your background, I would just tell you right off the bat um, that it's going to be hard at times to see sex as pleasurable when sex potentially has caused you so much pain. And so I would encourage you to, uh, to check out the podcast that we did on how God heals those who've walked in, um, um, in an experience of being sexually abused. Um, There's also a blog that we did on that as well, and we hope that that would provide just you great comfort um, uh, and just some some help for your soul. Um, And and if that's you and you're watching this for the first time, I just want to tell you my heart breaks um, because that's that's just intense pain, intense, intense pain. I also know, like I I mentioned at the start, that, that many of you who are watching this have sexual sin a part of your past or it's part of your present struggle and the shame is just crazy intense. And so my hope today, as we talk about God's intended purpose for sex, that any shame that you feel that he quickly allows to dissipate, that you sense that he's meeting you in the midst of that. In fact, I would even also suggest that you check out the, the podcast that we did on on how God meets us in our shame or the blog that we, we wrote um, um, in our organization, Porn Free, Shame Free, a part of Caleb Micah Ministries. Uh, I would just encourage you to check those out. Um, want to also say at the start before we dive in that uh, here at Porn Free, Shame Free, uh, we are all about uh, a faith-based uh, approach as we teach. And so everything that we're teaching today um, about God's intended purpose for sex is going to flow out of um, what his scripture teaches. And so that's just, that, that's who we are. It's what we're about. And so, as we've talked about, you know, we believe that God is creator of all. Um, In previous podcasts, we've said multiple times, we don't think you have to check your brain at the door to believe that God as creator is a possibility. Um, There's lots of resources you can check out. The ones I've mentioned the most, uh, anything you can pick up by Sean McDowell or Josh McDowell does a great job as far as for believers, for people who follow Jesus to know you don't have to check your brain at the door to believe in God as creator, or even for those of you who might be watching this, you know, saying, I don't know what I believe about God or about creation. Those would be great places to start. The reason I say that is because God as creator is our foundation um, in life, period, but definitely the foundation for this podcast. So if we believe that God is creator, we believe that God is creator of all, we also believe that God created sex. And if God is not ashamed to create it, then we're not going to be ashamed to talk about it. Um, if you're familiar with the Bible, 
then you know that God's not ashamed to talk about it. If you're not, um, what I would tell you is the Bible's divided into two parts, Old Testament, New Testament. And in the Old Testament, there's a book called Song of Solomon. And it's this book filled with just all kinds of like poetic expression. And it's designed um, to communicate in a poetic fashion the relationship between a husband and wife and how the intimacy that they experience outside the bedroom, how that in essence climaxes in the bedroom through physical intimacy, you know, with sex. And so if God was not ashamed to write an entire book on it, then we are not going to be ashamed to talk about it. Does that make sense? You you tracking with me here? Um, And so for sake of time on the podcast, I don't want to walk through all of Song of Solomon, but here's what I want to communicate as loudly and as clearly as possible. Through multiple passages in that book, what you see is the husband and the wife describing this experience and that it's pleasing to them and it brings pleasure to them. And here's what I want to scream as loud as I possibly can. That was God's intended purpose for a husband and a wife in the context of biblical marriage to experience deep intimacy, relational intimacy, emotional connection outside of the bedroom, outside of the bedroom to then experience that connection in the bedroom. And the book of Song of Solomon celebrates that connection, celebrates the physical expression of love between a husband and a wife called sex. And it's pleasing to the wife and it's pleasing to the husband. And that was God's intended purpose for it, to produce pleasure. And if you think about it with previous podcasts that we've looked at, all these go together. Like if I'm trying to worship God in how I have sex with my spouse, the more worshipful I am in trying to bring that honor and glory to God, the more pleasing it's gonna be to my spouse. If I'm trying to experience intimacy, deep, relational, emotional connection outside of the bedroom, then when I'm in the bedroom with my spouse, experiencing that physical connection that culminates in sex, it's going to be pleasurable. The more more intimate I am outside, the more pleasurable it is inside. When I'm faithful to my spouse and my, fa- my spouse is faithful to me, then the pleasure is all that more enjoyable. When there's unfaithfulness, all kinds of shame ensues. Shame on the one who's been wronged and shame from the one who's done wrong. When we are selfless in the bedroom, when we are selfless outside the bedroom, before we ever get to the bedroom, that's something like, oh, You've loved me selflessly. I want to love you back. And then that culminates again in that physical expression called sex. And God created that. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Beautiful, wonderful thing. And the more worshipful I am towards God, the more intimate I am outside the bedroom, the, how I pursue faithfulness with my spouse, the, the more I selflessly love and serve my spouse, that when it comes time to experience pleasure with one another physically, it just feels better because that's how God intended it. Isn't that amazing? I have a, um, a lot of children, and one of our children um, is pretty young, 
and he likes to just play all over the place. And we happen to live on a cul-de-sac, and one of the things that he loves to do is run around on that cul-de-sac, and it brings him great joy, and dare I say, great pleasure. But then he also likes to want to run out in the street that connects to our cul-de-sac, and we don't let him do that. Now, he thinks it brings him pleasure, but it also brings great fear when those cars are flying down the street that connect to the cul-de-sac. And I say flying, maybe going 25 miles an hour. But when a, when a four-year-old's playing and a car's coming 25 miles an hour, that's scary. And what we say to our son is, this is the boundary right here. Can you do sex my way in the boundary? Husband, wife, biblical marriage. And that's when and only when you experience sex. When we do that, it brings great pleasure. Just like with my son, running around that cul-de-sac brings him great joy great pleasure because he's living in the boundary that we've created. My challenge for you, if you are married watching this, is that you would pursue sex as worship of God. Pursue sex as intimacy with your spouse. Pursue sex as being trying to be faithful outside the bedroom and, and keeping your eyes pure, keeping your heart pure and selflessly loving and serving your spouse outside the bedroom. And then the next thing you know is you're experiencing pleasure with one another in that bedroom. Maybe you've wronged your spouse in that way and the pleasure's not what it used to be. Maybe part of what God's saying is, can you demonstrate faithfulness for a season? Can you really love selflessly, sacrificially for a season and wait for that pleasure to come? It's a beautiful thing when it's done God's way. If you're a single person, I challenge you again to live in that box that God's created, that boundary, if you will, because when you go outside that cul-de-sac, there's all kinds of pain and shame. It still feels good, but it's not the same type of pleasure that you would experience doing it God's way. Please, please hear me on that. The other um, thing in this podcast that I want to communicate is that it's not just about pleasure. It's also about producing a godly heritage. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, um, again, a book in the Bible in the Old Testament, first book of the Bible, God commands Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. And the way that you are fruitful and multiply, the way you do that is by having sex. Now, there are some of you who are watching this potentially and you've not been able to have children and you had to pursue adoption because there was some infertility. We have watched friends walk through that, and that's all kinds of painful. And if that's you, again, another podcast blog that I reference you to is the one on experiencing God's comfort, because that's going to be huge for you in the process of healing with infertility. But I do want to say this, especially to people watching this who are followers of Jesus, and it may be unpopular, and that's okay, because quite frankly, I don't care. Um, sorry, just little sarcasm there. I sort of care, but I don't care because I'm going to tell you what I think the Bible teaches. There's a command to be fruitful and multiply, which means I'm commanded if I'm married, when I have sex, to try to have children. Now, I'm not here to tell you when you should start. I'm not here to tell you how many you should have. I think that God through a prayer and fasting time on your own is gonna to have to give you a vision for your family. But I will say this. 
I think God would say it's unnatural for a Christian couple to not try to have children. God wants us to reproduce children. And if you look at Deuteronomy 6, for the purpose of modeling loving God in front of them in the hopes of reproducing a godly heritage. Now, we can't guarantee that. All we can do is love God in front of our kids, love them the best way we know how, kind of lead them to the water, if you will, so they will drink of Jesus. But we can't make them drink. All we can do is model that that godly lifestyle. Model a life where we know that God's forgiven us. Model a life where we know that God has met us in the midst of our pain and in the midst of our shame. But my challenge here is this. Would you say yes as a follower of Jesus when I'm going to engage in the act of sex with my spouse? I'm attempting to reproduce a godly heritage. Again, when you start the having the, you know, trying to have children process, that's between you and the Lord. How many children you have, that's between you and the Lord. But be fruitful, multiply seems like a pretty clear command in scripture. I will tell you that my family chose to have a lot of children. Um, we believe that's the vision that God gave us, that the greatest impact that we could make on God's kingdom is through using the act of sex, which is a pleasurable experience. And I'm not blushing while I'm saying that. Two, um, try to get pregnant a lot of times. For what purpose? So that we could pour into our children. Um, like I said, Deuteronomy 6, model loving God in front of our children and then trying to produce in them a life of a disciple. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20 talks about how God wants us to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that God's commanded, knowing that he's with us always. Jesus is the one who gave this command. This Jesus who has all authority to give us this command. So my challenge to you is if you're watching this, to attempt with your own children to reproduce a godly heritage or to engage in the act of sex to reproduce a godly heritage. Maybe you're watching this and you've got children that are not following after the Lord. Man, deep, 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 deep pain. My challenge to you again, go back and and watch the, the podcast I did on God's comfort and experiencing God's comfort or read the blog on that. I think that that would really bless your heart. Um, just to experience that. Um, in addition to that, I would also challenge you to uh, um, to just really pray. What is God? What are you asking me in terms of how to love my children in the, in the midst of that? Maybe you're watching this, and like I said, you're battling infertility. Again, would you let God comfort you, and in the midst of that comfort, then give you a plan for your family? Maybe you're watching this, and you're single. And you're like, Josh, I can't reproduce a godly heritage through sex. No, you can't do that. But I can't, I'll tell you this. You can make disciples. And the challenge for all followers of Jesus is that we would let Jesus just get all over us and in us so he can live through us. And that we would actually look like a disciple, a learner of him, a follower of him. And then we go find other people and we teach them the same thing. That's 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. It says, in the presence of God, what I'm asking you to do is to 
um, find faithful, reliable men who will teach others also. So it's this idea that I've been taught. Someone showed me how to follow Jesus. Why? So then I can go teach somebody else. So again, every time we do this podcast, it's not about sex. It's about following Jesus. But following Jesus, sex plays a role. Whether I'm single trying to abstain or I'm married and I'm trying to do it the way that God wants me to do it. And in this particular podcast, the context would be as a single person waiting for God's, that boundary, living in God's boundary. And if he's going to give that to me, waiting for the appropriate time to experience that pleasure. And in the meantime, making disciples and reproducing that godly heritage. If I am married, if I am married, then I'm saying, God, I want to experience sex in a pleasurable fashion. But there's a whole lot of other things that go into the relationship with my wife to do that. Am I using sex to worship you? Am I having intimacy with my spouse outside the bedroom? Am I being faithful to my spouse with my eyes and with my heart? Am I selflessly serving my spouse so I can experience the pleasure that God intended? And am I attempting to use sex to reproduce a godly heritage? And if I have, how is God leading me to love and pour into my children moving forward? I hope today that you've been challenged and that you've been blessed. And may God speak clearly to your heart on the truth about his purpose for sex. But more than that, may God speak deeply to your heart on what it means to be his disciple and to reproduce that in other people. God's blessings to you and have a great day. Thanks for checking out the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast.